Welcome back to Park Confusion, Deja Vu version number 206. Just kidding, this is your host Paul Arnold, joined by Ernest Watts. We just had a power outage where I live, and so therefore what we just recorded for 25, 30 minutes just went out into the multiverse. Ether, the ether. Oh no, the ether? Can yeah. I go back in time or to, and then change it, or is that the Flash? The Flash does that, right? Flash goes back in time. All right. Theoretically, you can go forward in time. You can't go back in time. Oh, well, I'll tell Michael J. We're going to get that. physics. We're going to do physics. Tell, yeah. <laughs> you go forward so you can come back. Anyways, um, we're going to do a quick summary of the sporting things we just touched on in case I can't save the file. So first of all, we we're talking about the Celtics pulled it out, and since they're playing at home tonight, you know they might be able to pull out a four wins in a row. Ernest, though, thought that they're going to be too tired to really give the Nuggets much of a battle. Is that how many games do you think the Nuggets are going to win in? I think they'll win in five, maybe six. I think both teams will be exhausted. You know, it's it's, it's an interesting game seven. Only four times before this has a team come back from down three zero. Uh, those teams all failed because no team in the NBA has come back from 3-0 to win it. But the interesting factor is that the Celtics were the first team coming back from 3-0 that we play in Game 7 at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a horrible record in the playoffs at home. But but when you've been forced three straight games at the brink of elimination, I think that kind of fine-tunes your approach. And, and when you get the longer a series goes in sports, the more the team with the most talent tends to come on top. Now, my grandfather and my great-grandfather, who are both Irish, which makes me partly Irish too, would say, no, you had the luck of the Irish coming through for the Celtics. And so uh, they'll probably win. The second top story Ernest and I were talking about was the NHL. And even though you know the ratings may have not been exactly what all the networks want, there's some great stories. And as typical, as we said before, Ernest, hot goalies make all the difference, and the Panthers have one. Yeah, Bubba, uh, Sergei Bobarinsky, who um, people don't remember, he was the goalie for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets that shut down the Tampa Bay Lightning, would at that time had the best record all time. Uh, since the you know ties were included and no more ties in hockey, and he put down. I mean, again, the favorites. Uh, Boston had a three-one lead over the Panthers. They came back and won. Uh, they pretty much shut down the Toronto, the the joy of Canada, which is the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> and the team with the second-best record, my Carolina Hurricanes. They beaten what didn't seem like a tight series though it was the first four game sweep in which uh, you had two overtimes and all four games were determined by one goal mm-hmm. but you got a fascinating series with uh, Vegas and the Stars and as we speak right now uh, Vegas has a three goal lead so it looks like it might be those hockey hotbeds uh, Las Vegas and Fort Lauderdale Florida for the NHL final I mean you did for 30 years, the NHL has been pushing the the Sunshine States, and it seems like it's been a disaster with, with Phoenix because they just voted down a new arena, and they're talking about moving to Tucson or Houston or Salt Lake City or, um, or, or Quebec City or, uh, you know, I've heard all kind of locations they're talking about in that extent, but 
it's it again they've they've pushed it but it's been successful i mean you look at vegas you look at the kings you look at the ducks you look at the hurricanes you look at the predators uh during the regular season the panthers didn't get that much attendance i mean they're they're stuck they're they're 40 miles away from miami they're in fort lauderdale with traffic right Right. And but but you know they're, they're uh, Tampa Bay is is I mean I have to say right now probably hockey is the most popular sport in Tampa Bay. Brady leaving by the oh, way. Oh wow! Brady he, may be quarterbacking the Raiders this year. <laughs> You've heard that story, so. haven't you? Well, he, he's uh, part owner out there now. I he's can't part owner, that. and they've they manipulated Garoppolo's contract that he can be cut before the first game. And there'll be no salary cap against nothing against the salary cap. Brady brings out the biggest rumors of any quarterback I think I've ever seen. Maybe he initiates behind the scenes. Anyways, in our previous edition that we've maybe lost here, we also talked about Brooks Kepka being the best golfer that nobody really cares about. He almost <laughs> wins the Masters, and then he wins the PGA. But all I wanted to see is stories about Michael Block the. 43-year-old PGA pro out in California, like another coming of Tin Cup, has such charisma about him, even does a hole-in-one, and then the next week he shoots 11 over par his very first round and shoots four over the next and he's out. But he has so much character in Kepka zilch, and we were saying that the live tour probably will be embraced more fully in the future just because of all the money and that they're already playing the majors. Um and we didn't even get around to baseball too much, except for one team that we both really have enjoyed throughout the years. Not our favorite team, but maybe our second or third team, the Baltimore Orioles, are having a tremendous year and have a good farm system, Ernest. Oh, yeah. They've got, I think they had 10 of the top 100 prospects. Uh, they just sent Rodriguez one of them home. Uh, they're going to be in a position where they're going to fish around for a starting picture before the trading uh, deadline. And, and that could be one of the two starters for the White Sox or Wainwright from the Cardinals. Uh, the, NFC, the National League Central is kind of mediocre, so the Cardinals may not want to let them go. They had a horrible start. But uh, they're, uh, uh, Kopech is one of the pitchers for the White Sox. There's another one whose name escapes me. But they're going to pick up a starting pitcher. They got a pretty good relief pitcher. Guy actually throws the fastest of anybody right now. But there've been a lot of surprises. I think St. Louis is horrible start. Boston rebounding as a contender when they, you know, pretty much gave up on on, on Martinez and sent him to L.A. Uh, it's it's a, the National League East and the American League East. All those teams are contenders. And the central division in both leagues are mediocre, to say the least. But the Texas Rangers have been a nice surprise. And really talking about it, the the only teams that that are pretty much out of it right now are the soon-to-be Las Vegas A's, uh, which I think pretty much that's what they're going to be. But every other team Uh, in Kansas Kansas City. City, Yeah. Yeah, the Royals, which almost had a perfect game today. They almost pulled off the first combined uh, perfect game against the Cardinals up until the ninth inning. So there's, you know, they're, they're kind of hurting because some of the talent that they were depending on young players like Bobby Witt Jr. have not really developed the way you have. I mean, that's 
we it's, it's true in all sports. We tend to overhype guys who are college players, and when they get in the pros, it's a big, big transition from the metal bat, even though they play wooden bat leagues in the summer. But from, from what is – college baseball is a different sport than professional baseball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's big difference, and that's why – I mean, you look at some of the all-time great players you've had in college baseball that really didn't pick it. I mean, the best pitcher of the last two years – was Camille Rocker, and he's going to have his second um, Tommy John surgery. Yikes. And, and again, those guys, um, it, it's difficult to, to it's, it's, again, it's, it's hard to anticipate what guys are going to do. But baseball, it's kind of wide open this year. Everybody loving the new rules. I watched a Cubs-Rays game today. It was two hours. It was a one-hitter. And, and, again, two teams that are very competitive. The Cubs are competitive again. I mean, that's that's helped baseball. And, but they only get that one month. They get July. They get after July. The, after July. After the draft and after the Stanley Cup finals and after the NBA finals, they get July, and then we all start looking at training camp. But baseball has to share the summer with big-time movies, and we're going to talk some movies here and some ones that are about ready to come out. And one of the themes for today's podcast is series. When you have a movie series or a bunch of movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Wars or Guardians of the Galaxy or... Uh, X-Men. X-Men. Or Avenger. It's the way... It's the Godfather guaranteed way to make money banking on previous success right so right. Ernest sent me a text saying you're going to like the guardians of the galaxy volume three uh because the ending is what i would want toward the end of my life and i was really curious to watch how it played out and early on on in this movie i realized it's not about you know it's the end of the world but it's about friendship and what you would do for your fellow friend and what's lengths of sacrifice or uh, put yourself in jeopardy, and it was all about that connection between the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I thought it was probably the, my favorite of the three, maybe the first one, just because it was fun and new, but the second one I was not so thrilled with. But this one was really good. I liked the play about, um, and if you haven't seen it, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later, but we're going to talk about it now. And that's why the power went off earlier. Yeah. We tried the first podcast and the power went off when we talked about Nicholas Cage as Superman, but that's another topic we'll get to later. But, um, but when rocket finds out he's a raccoon, which we all know because we are on earth, but he didn't know that just explained so much. And I thought it was really well done and it played on your sentimentalities a lot. No doubt about it. Um, and it set up a whole other bunch of movies without being the same uh, five or six people. And I thought that was really smart of James Gunn saying, you know, we've had our run. You can't just keep going the same way. It's a law of diminishing returns. Let's change it up. And, of course, Ernest, you told me he's already left to rebuild DC. And he, the first thing he had to do was try to recut, reproduce this Flash movie. Um and what were the changes he's made to the Flash movie from its original concept? He cut out Wonder Woman, he cut out Cyborg, and he cut out uh, Superman. Now, how all... can anybody cut out Wonder Woman? Come on. Well, she was in the, uh, did she help for you the, the second? Uh... Oh, the Shazam? 
Shazam movie? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It was the nice. best part of the Shazam movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on Max right now. Is the very last scene. It is probably because when the you know, the representatives of uh, the the security council come to to approach him about joining the Justice, he keeps cutting him out because he thinks they're going to get him asked him to join the Justice League when it's the Justice Society, which is different. And then he talks about how these names are so confusing. They're very similar. One of them just called themselves the Avengers, which I thought <laughs> was a nice mic drop. That, that, that made the entire movie for me, though. But back to Guardians. And did you realize in all three Guardians movies, Star-Lord almost dies in space? There's a theme there. Why doesn't he wear his helmet? Well, you know, that's, that's the redemption of the, the, the Adam character which is never really called out except by the bad guy one of the best bad guys in a marvel movie too uh and it's like i said it was it's, and the movie ends by saying star lord will return it does not say the guardians will return that's true it did uh, which i found unique was there an easter but, egg that he was talking about the guy cutting the grass at that last scene was uh that a hint? no that was just the idea of of he has to prepare himself for the mundane things of life. I do think it was fascinating that they did not, you know, a lot of fans would have liked the romantic uh, to be real tied up, but you realize it's an entire different person. So I thought that was handled real well. Yeah, it was. It was fun. And then I had, I went on YouTube and to find out all the different cameos in that. And James Gunn just had a ton of fun with that movie. Even poking fun of himself. There's a one part in the movie where he's releasing uh, uh or rockets release or not rocket praying mantis is releasing a real hideous creature and he's voiced by the director james gunn so he's making fun of himself a little bit there and he has his brother in all the movies and we have one the big cameo of course is a character that died uh in the first movie oh second the, movie second movie. the guy the blue guy with the whistle the yeah. arrow uh, like I said, it was. I thought it was, it, it's hard to finish off a trilogy well. There are some examples of the failed ones: Godfather Three. Uh, what was the last of the original Star Wars movie with the little Muppets running around? <laughs> of the last three, oh, um, Return uh, of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yep. I, I hated the little Ewoks. Puff- Ewoks, they reminded me of the Tribbles in Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to hit. Even even as much as I respect uh, the Dark Knight, the last one. Nolan. Yeah, Nolan, I just, it wasn't satisfying to me. Not as much as the first two. And it, it's hard to pull off. It really, truly is. I like the ending, but the overall, the idea of... of taking away everything he had, his money, and breaking his back and putting him in exile. That, that setup took way too long. Uh, I did like the idea or concept of Gordon having to pay for his sins. But, you know, again, it's hard to finish that. I mean, either they don't and they keep going, like Toy Story 55, which is still going. <laughs> Toy Story. Or I Indiana mean, Jones is, is yeah. coming back. It's an old man. And you were telling me that in this new Flash one, they have not only Michael Keaton as going back in the past for old Batman, but they have uh, Nicolas Cage, who was originally possibly playing Superman, 
before Christopher Reeve. Yeah, that's when, well, no, after Christopher Reeve. He's going to do it in the 90s. Uh, Kevin Smith does a great story about this, how he met with uh, the producers at, at the studio to do that. And they were big on Superman, Nicolas Cage, the Tim Burton movie, fighting a giant spider. And they kept going, there's just nothing in it. And then Kevin Smith goes to a movie six months later, and it's Wild Wild West. And what do they walk around on? A giant spider. <laughs> so, yeah, Nicolas Cage is going to be as, as Superman. Uh I think that's more of a callback. That's again, we've kind of exhausted. You and I've talked about in this past. The, the multiverse removes all drama because, and we know in Super Bowl superhero movies, no one really truly dies. Uh, it, it's, you have no consequences because you can jump into another world and do the same things. And you know they were going to go this route with the next two Avenger movies with Kang. But Jonathan Majors, who has been charged with uh, physically assaulting a female, is kind of on the persona non grata list right now. So, so they may go a different route. Uh, the next big Marvel thing is is uh, the new miniseries that's uh, coming on with uh, Samuel Jackson, with the the people who can change their faces. I've forgotten their names. The Green Dudes. Uh, yeah, the Green Dudes. It's it's Secret Wars which is out of a series of comic books that were published in the 80s, I believe. But they're doing it as a TV series. And they're also going to do the Marvels coming out with um, the three ladies. Uh, yeah. That looked I, a little forced to me. Boy, I had... I, I, this may be sexism at best, but when it was shown before... Is this when uh, the power should go out before you say your next uh, thing? Yeah, I mean, no, the crowd booed not me. Oh, but the, oh, the crowd, crowd booed it. I was booed it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking this is really, uh, I, I kind of question. They're, they're trying to tack on a character from one of the Disney TV series. Right. Ms. Marvel. Yeah. MS period. And, yeah. And I think, and then there are a lot of people not really happy with the Captain Marvel character with Brie Larson. I don't know why. I mean, she was in an Academy Award film, The Room. I think she's a very good actress, but it just seems to be a, a lot. Of, and it may be latent sexism. I know in the in Endgame, pe- people, there was a reaction online about the group of female superheroes banding together. And I personally had no problems with it, but I, there are people that on social network will say things you would never say in public. I'll just say it in that extent. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know if it's COVID or superhero exhaustion, but it just seems to be when, when I went to go see Guardians, when we went to see the second one, which I liked, but Paul didn't, because Kurt Russell could do no bad thing in my mind, <laughs> uh, the theater was packed on a Friday afternoon. And this time it was three-fourths filled. There just wasn't the enthusiasm for it. I think the period of time, because I think it's been – Six years since the second one. I think that plays into it also. So do you have any hope for Indiana Jones, the, the watching Harrison Ford get older and slower and older? Supposedly they're going to do a lot of um, de-aging special effects. I'm a big Matt's Michelson fan. I mean, just what do you, wait, wait, wait. You mean they're going to show him when he's younger? 
Oh yeah, yeah, fighting in World War Two. Uh, and for those of you who are not familiar with Matt Michelson, he played uh, he played in the uh, 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 the movie. He played the TV version of uh, uh, the Lambs. prequel to yeah, the Science Science of the Lambs guy. Yeah, yeah, and plus he was the bad guy in the first uh, Doctor Strange movie. So he's the bad guy in this movie. Yes, yes. Working for the Nazis is always Nazis. Not oh. snakes. It's always Nazis. Always Nazis. Why is it always Nazis? And so is the guy who's in Narcos, who was the bad guy in uh, uh, Logan, the guy with the mechanical arm. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm not. I'm not tracking that right now. Okay. But, yeah. So you're saying because they're using CGI to make Harrison Ford younger, you think this movie's going to work? I don't know. I mean, you got to realize those who watched those three movies, those were in the 80s. Yes. That's 40 years ago. And I, don't know if there's a core, I, just, I don't know if the core audience resonates with him that much. I mean, people that saw him in the 80s remembered the serials at the theaters when you used to see him, or late night on TV, the swashbuckling types of things. And this is a different audience i don't know i know this will be definitely the last one i mean to me that was the original three the third one with sean connery the holy grail was the best of all three yeah i agree that was just the 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 characters backing off on each other even though they're only nine years age difference that just worked naturally but it's kind of hard to stick the landing whether it be a tv show or be that a movie? I mean, we're all waiting. Uh, people were pretty happy with the endings of Succession and Barry last night. And we're waiting tomorrow for, for Ted Lasso, which I think we all know what's going to happen. But but uh, it, it's a tri- if you give everything the fans want, fans want, you're doing fan fiction and you're cheapening the character. If you purposely leave it hanging like Sopranos, then you get a lot of backlash. I mean, Lost is another show that just just could not stick the landing. I mean, they wrote themselves, whether it's a movie trilogy or a series on TV, you kind of paint yourself into a corner. And you've got to have it, you know, most good writers have the ending done before they do the start of a series. But in movies and TVs, you have different writers for different movies. So it's hard to keep the continuity, and it's hard to really reward the audience. Sometimes it just ends the way. I mean, there's... Right. Well, any I new mean, movies... You're not going to have Bob Newhart wake up in the bed with <laughs> shit, okay? Yeah. Any All-time new... great endings. Any brand new movies this summer that you're looking forward to? Uh, go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, well, that's is, that's a part co- one. That's continuation part one. of what they did two years ago. Yeah, they're going to add more Spider-Man, and uh, of course, uh, uh, Isaac. Uh, oh, I've forgotten his last name. Uh, who was uh, the in mummy character in Star Wars? Oscar Isaac uh, is going to be a major bad guy in that. Uh, that. Uh, I'll go see Indiana Jones. I'll go check that out. I won't go see the Marvels. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Will you see The Flash? 
Oh, yeah, I'll see The Flash. This is for Keaton. No, this is the same guy who just said people are getting tired of superheroes. Yeah, but see, I'm very familiar with the Flashpoint aspect. That was a very famous part of DC Comics. Yeah. Yeah, so who will there be another Black Adam, and will James Gunn direct it? Uh, as I understand, no Black Adam, and we won't have a Shazam Black Adam face-off like in the comics. The next, they're going to do uh, uh, Superman Begins type of thing. The origin story of Superman. They haven't done that a hundred times character. on Smallville well, or CW yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but they're going to do it, and he's... Don't be surprised if it's not Star Lord. Uh, he like well, James Gunn historically uses the same group of actors, and all his other shows. He tends to, to you know, he feels comfortable with them. But uh, let me see. Uh, I so you're saying I, that the, the Chris Pratt's going to play KL in Krypton? So could be, or they talked about uh, who was it for for. Uh, they were talking about um, um, the guy who played the Beast being Lex Luthor. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the, another thing that YouTube is all crazy about is who's going to be cast in Fantastic Four. Is oh, it yeah, going to be that's... Adam Driver? And who's it going to be? He's such a tall character. And he did pretty good in 65. Well, it's he a stretch. It's Mr. Fantastic. He stretches out now. Yeah, yeah. And he's next Marine, so he has the legitimate action hero aspect. There are not that many young action heroes when you think about it. Uh, all of them were in their 40s and 50s. So not a whole lot you can pick from in that respect. Oh, by the way, uh, I got to see Dungeons and Dragons, and I highly recommend it. It's what a Marvel movie should be. Chris Pine just just can do no wrong. I mean, it's just you don't have to know anything about the game. I don't, but it's a nice little movie, and it has that kind of you know Marvel used to laugh at itself. Yeah, it didn't take itself so seriously. That's that's what that's about. Uh, if you're a sports aficionado, I also recommend Air. If you like the ins and outs of how the business of sports operates. All right, Ernest, I'm going to wrap this baby up. Um, your final good thoughts for the night? Oh, good thoughts. Um, okay, uh, Liam, Liam Hendricks has come back to pitch for the White Sox. He came back from second stage leukemia. And it's a great story of someone overcoming physical illness. In the same respect as somebody who lost an uncle in World War II. Memorial Day gets the short shift. It's pretty much considered the beginning of summer, which is not for 20-some more days. But everyone watches the lacrosse finals on ESPN. Notre Dame wins another one. And everyone has their barbecues, and they go out, and they go swimming, or, you know, but... But people tend to forget. I think Memorial Day is forgotten because people tend to confuse it with Veterans Day. It's more of a kickoff sales type of thing. And again, as someone who lost an uncle in a war, and there's we think about the people that gave up everything, their lives, their future, their their dreams to go and fight. And in a time when they went out there, there was no hesitation. There was no thought to, 
not me. And, and those today that still, we still lose active military personnel on a regular basis, on routine exercises and things of that nature. And we forget the family. I mean, everybody consoles them, but the week afterwards, they're forgotten. And I think we need to realize that the reason that we can sit here and do a podcast and not worry about anything we say offending anybody is the ability these guys died. They died for us, the freedom. The freedom that we can do anything that we want. I speak to a lot of high school students and and that, that are... Uh, using vapes, and I try to address the aspect of it. That age, uh, you can do anything. Because I talk about it, my age, I never thought I'd be able to accomplish the many rich blessings the Lord has given me: children, grandchildren, a, 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 a beautiful wife. And that's these are things that those guys never got a chance to do. And I think take a few minutes and realize what Memorial Day is. And honor those who sacrificed not one day a year. And certainly, it's, I mean, people treat Memorial Day like Arbor Day. I hate to say it. It's just an excuse to do summer. Well, I, I, I'm, around here, they had a special ceremony and a parade downtown. And that's one of the benefits of living in a small town that I think they did a really good job. And then I saw on TV NASCAR had uh, names of military men who and women who gave their life and service our country on the windshields of the actual cars. And they actually had a scroll at the bottom uh, occasionally of people who lost their lives in this last year. So I have to give Fox a lot of credit for the way they handled that today. Um, and you're they right. They also we, did that with Rocky Blyer and Terry Bradshaw during the USFL games. So they brought attention to it there. Yeah. Yep. So we thank all those who gave their lives and, I went to visit my father's um, cemetery site, grave site, with my mom yesterday, and somebody had put a flower, not flower, excuse me, a, a flag there, along with the, all the other military people in the in the cemetery, and I was really thankful for that, for that, that somebody took the time to do that. So there's a lot of people out there that remember and know that Memorial Day is first about thank you for people who gave their lives. So for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Thank you for joining Part of the Confusion. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com. And have a good night. Take two.